and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me, as always, the Iron Man to my Captain America, AJ Rebecca. Wow. <laughs> that was one of the best compliments I've ever gotten in my entire life. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome. Uh, today, we will be discussing <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. And before we get into it, we want to remind you this is a review episode. So, spoilers are abound, and we are going to get into the nitty gritty. So, if you have not seen the movie, and haven't seen all the other 37,000 Marvel MCU movies, then maybe you should come back at a later date. But Bill, that being said, yes, I think it's time to jump in. So I did get the chance to see it yes. on Thursday night. Yeah, so I've, so I've not seen it three times. Okay. Uh, you've seen it the one. So I yes. want to ask, because when we did the Should I Go See It episode, you had not seen it at the time. I did not. So let me ask you this. Yeah. AJ, now that you've seen it, yeah. should I go see it? Yeah, it was it was a solid. I know my my mind's blown right now. Uh, my my uh, I can't even think right now. Yeah, I give it a solid B minus B movie. You, okay, but for Ooh, me, wow. as right. not a fan of the MCU, that's like yeah, it's high praise. That's for pretty. You. Sure. That's pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, I think, like you said, it is a goddamn freight train from the moment you get into oh, yeah. the first scene all the way up until the closing credits. It just moves yeah. fast. Yep. And um, it does not do any backstory. It does not do any. Do remember that time in Ultron? It's like <laughs> yeah. if you didn't see it, go fuck yourself because yeah. yep. you missed it, and we don't they care. Don't care at all. Um. But I thought that was fantastic. Unlike other Marvel movies, I actually thought the CGI in this was... I mean, that was basically the budget for this oh, film. Oh, yeah. It was strong. It was, it was, strong. It was super strong. Um, Thanos and his children were rendered well beyond mm -hmm. any other, I think, cin um, CGI in all, any other Marvel movies. Yep. Um, it was just really well paced and it was it was a solid movie. Yeah. I, it, was, it, was, it was good. So... I know that you have a ton of notes. You have a ton of things that yeah. you want to get into. So where are we gonna where are we well, gonna let's, start? Let's start with the story itself of the movie because now we can actually talk about it more freely. Sure. Uh, so the movie begins where Ragnarok ends, yep. and right out of the gate, we lose Loki. So they kind of set the stakes early in the movie, but we'll talk about whether the stakes are really set or not. That's another thing. We'll sure. Get to. But they they start the movie out. With, with Loki's death, and I think that that's a good move because it tells the audience, like, we ain't fucking around. Yeah. Uh, he did. Yeah. Then they get into showing where all our heroes are, where they've left off, and the children of Thanos, which are introduced, and Thanos in that first scene, uh, kind of lay out their plan. Got to get all the Infinity Stones. They're all separated in these different spots. Here we go. And like you said, the movie just goes. And at that, that point, he already has, at the opening scene, when he gets the Tesseract from Loki, yep. he has what? He already has the Power Stone, Power which Stone. they allude to later that he went to... Um, the planet that Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. They gave it to the Nova Corps. I forget the name of the planet right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They gave it to the Nova Corps to secure it on that planet. Uh, and so off screen between movies we don't see, but is alluded to, he goes to that planet, wrecks everybody's shit, and takes the Power Stone. Yeah. So he starts with a stone. Yep. Uh, and so now he needs to get the other ones. Loki yep. gives him one yep. uh, in the form of the Tesseract. Yep. He knows that there's two on Earth, the Time Stone, which is protected by Doctor Strange, uh, and the Mind Stone, which is inside Vision. Uh, he doesn't know where the soul stone is and is that it yeah i think oh yeah because he got the two the two on earth the fifth four on his hand one on the 
outside of four on the fingers. Am I missing and, one? I might be missing one. Is but it whatever. six or five? Anyways. Doesn't matter. Uh, so he doesn't know where the soul stone are, is. We don't know where the soul stone is. And then early on, it'll uh, the look on Gamora's face when Thor says he doesn't know where the soul stone is, so we're fine. Or like, he can't get that one. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He, it's clear that Gamora does know where the soul stone is, which becomes a major point. Oh, reality stone, which was with the collector at the end of Dark World. Yes. And that's part of the movie also. And that's one Jesus of the more, most interesting stones yep. in the movie by far because it leads to such creative and uses. The, the funny thing is, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but the stones are basically the, the most important part of the film because yep. once he gets all six or five, he can literally snap his finger and the universe becomes at a complete balance by the way of half the life on earth right. dies right. and the other half lives in hopes that it can rebuild and create a sustainable yeah future I yeah guess, that's you know? that's his that's, ultimate goal which we learned throughout the movie is his motivation is based on his experience on his planet life unchecked will destroy itself yeah uh, and resources are finite and we need to t take care of we need to sacrifice half of uh the living beings in the universe in order to sustain life so with that said that's a that that is the what film. do you think of thanos's motivation because it's it's a main driving point i know a lot of people who i've talked to post movie said they love thanos as a character they think the backstory is great they almost kind of get what he's going for did you fall in that camp yeah i mean at the at the at the end of it right and i said this to you before is that and I know things are going to change with Avengers 4, the yep. sequel to Infinity War. But like, I was ready to have that, the period in the end of the sentence. Like, if you're going to wipe out half the universe, I want half my heroes dead and they have to figure out how to rebuild, right? Right. He, the thing, the, the, the whole point of the film is what you said is like, what are you willing to sacrifice yep. to make changes or to do things? When you learn about Thanos and you get his backstory and ultimately when he I mean, spoilers. We he are, kills yeah, spoilers. Gamora, right? Yeah, yeah. To get the um, soul stone. The soul stone is that you realize, like, he honestly, he honestly thinks and believes that there can be order in this universe, that the chaos can end, yeah. and he's the one to do it by killing half the people. Yeah. So, like, he's willing to sacrifice for the better good of the entire galaxy yeah. by doing what he has to do. And on the other hand, the Avengers make so many mistakes throughout the entire film because they can't sacrifice and they can't let go of their own personal morals and their own personal yeah. egos to make sure that Thanos is brought down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely the, if you had to sum up the theme of the movie, it's sacrifice. Thanos is willing to sacrifice not only half the universe, but he's willing to sacrifice the thing he loves, which we're told is Gomorrah, yeah. uh, in order to do so. Meanwhile, there's at least uh, four to five times in the movie where our team, we see the flaws in our heroes in that they are naive and they, they don't think, like my boy Cap says, like we don't trade lives, and when in reality... You have to. Yeah, you got And you have to learn to sacrifice. And that will be the lesson I'm sure that is learned in Avengers 4. And that's why I think some of the more substantial and real deaths of our original Avengers sure. will happen in the next movie. Yeah. So that they learn that lesson. Because Gamora gives up the Soul Stone because she's not willing to sacrifice Nebula. Doctor Strange gives up the Time Stone because he's not willing to sacrifice Tony Stark. Dinklage... Peter Dinklage, who plays the dwarf on the star. That was the worst part of the entire film. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. He gives up. He makes the gauntlet for 
for Thanos because he doesn't want to sacrifice the other dwarves on the planet. Loki gives up the Tesseract because he doesn't want to sacrifice yeah. Thor. Yeah. And Star-Lord sacrifices basically everybody because he doesn't want to give up his I mean, pride. The glove was basically off was at off. that point. And Star-Lord wouldn't sacrifice his pride or love for Gamora. So there's five instances right there where if somebody made a hard choice and sacrificed something, yep. they could have at least hindered, if not stopped, well, Thanos. the two and but the two sacrifices come from your most opposite characters. One being Thanos, which you already talked about, yep. and the other sacrifice comes from Peter Parker. Peter sacrificed everything to stay on the ship to be with Tony to help him. That's true. Try to find a That's way true. to end this. Yep. And at the end, that ending scene, which was like brutal, <laughs> yeah, tears, is that Tony realizes at that end, like this kid who knows nothing about anything yep. 18 years old sacrificed everything to help him out and he died in his arms and i think that was a moment for tony where he was like fuck yeah. like yeah that's gonna leave a lasting impression sure no doubt that'll be a big part of his we saw like the ptsd from the uh, new york attack fleshed out in iron man 3 yep and having his his son essentially like his, his closest thing he has to a child die in his arms yep will and apparently that scene for tom holland was improvised by the way really tom holland apparently improvised that wow which is incredible uh oh and we also didn't even mention they could have sacrificed vision to get and just taken that stone out and destroyed it you know and it's they, surprising they tried that, not to do that i either. really like that the old the oldest Ol olsen twin can actually act oh she's great yeah, she she's was in great. that great movie with jeremy renner yeah maybe i'm missing wind something river. wind river yeah yep. i'm missing two things yeah but the, the first i just answered my head the ant-man cop-out thing when it comes to storyline was a little bit too yeah, they throw in a line of exposition that says, after the Accords fall out, Ant-Man, Paul, that she says Paul, oh no, she says um, Scott, Scott Lang, yeah, and Clint, yep. Hawkeye, uh, there's just a throwaway line from Scarlett Johansson saying it was too hard on their families and they took a deal in there and hiding. Yeah. And that's all we get. So there is no Hawkeye, there is no Ant-Man. And there's also another, a bunch of other people online have been mentioning the fact that there's no Valkyrie. If you remember Thor Ragnarok, uh, Valkyrie, yeah. super powerful character, ally. Yeah. She was on the ship, so presumably she's either she's gonna dead. She's on gonna the be dead. dead half or she left before it happened or whatever. So that yeah. was another kind of missing character. Um, there's also not a lot of certain characters. Like personally, obviously, I, I would have liked more Cat America. Um, but I also have heard that part of the decision-making process on that is that they're going to get way more play. Obviously, the people left behind are going to get a lot more play in the next movie. So yeah, they kind of had to balance four. that out a little bit. Yeah. So a lot of the story, we've covered the main things, right? The end of the, the movie, we get the, the the snap of the fingers and we lose a lot of our heroes. Air quotes. Uh, where do you think they go from here? What, well, what are your predictions for Avengers 4? So uh, the, the, this has always been like the thing with people who haven't read the comics and then they're there are people that are just in love with the movies. There's yeah. rare, There's a lot. There's not a lot of overlap between the people who devoted read to the comics and then really love the films. The whole purpose of the Soul Stone was not to end Earth, but was to capture the souls of everyone inside the actual gauntlet and the ring. So from the comic books, when he does that, everyone gets captured inside the Soul Stone mm -hmm. on the gauntlet. But the writers of this film had outspokenly said nope these guys are dead don't expect that them too. to yeah. come back yeah, that's it nonsense. so it's kind of yeah. like we we've already heard that there's going to be a black panther 2 we know that there's going to be another iron Man. i mean another um guardians guardians, gonna guardians movie 3. there's going to be another spider-man movie yep. because there's been a lot of just great um 
there's been good feedback about those films. Yeah. So it's like, well, we know at the end of the day, there's going to be something that happens where the soul stone gets released and these, or time, they could play with the time stone That's and it gets released. Too. So like a part of me, this is where we talked about this before. This is where my problem with the MCU is, right? Is that there could have been a period at the end of the sentence, right? And Thanos could have, without snapping his fingers, could have just ripped people in half and been like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, the yeah. way he did Loki. But they do this bullshit fucking thing where <laughs> they try to write in, they, they do, they, they write for money and they don't write for respect and they don't write for like... I see. I don't. I don't know about that yet. I feel like it's too hard because we only have really half the story. Because we still need to wait for Avengers four to see how it plays out before yeah, I'm willing still, to like paint with a broad brush and say you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So we do. This is this is my problem with the MCU. The Marvel machine is it's such a big part of the industry and it's such a big thing that there's so much talk about it. So like they try to avoid it by saying we're not going to release our next slate of movies outside of this year. Like they used to like announce eight years in the future. With sure, sure, sure. They're saying we're not going to do that because they're waiting for this movie to end. But even so, in the background, there have been conversations about like, oh, we're gonna we might wait as long as it takes to get Ryan Coogler back to direct Black Panther two or. So like, okay, well, Black Panther 2. Could be three years away, four which, years away. Which back in the day, you wouldn't know this much about these types of That's movies. That's what I'm saying. And so if you saw this movie 10 years ago uh, and when in that era of, of Hollywood and you didn't have all this press coverage, you didn't have all the social media, all this stuff, you might have seen this movie and been like, holy shit. And like... That's it. Gone bananas. But not anymore. So, so yes, I think that uh, it, it, the ending... I think it absolutely works in the moment. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm in the theater knowing that there's a Black Panther 2 and knowing that people are going to come back in some way, yeah. in that moment, it still hits you because the filmmakers are so good and the moment plays so well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that everybody who disappeared, they'll find a way to come back. I think the deaths pre-disappearance, particularly like Loki and Himdall, I think are gone. And I think that's... And I th- like I'm guessing that Hiddleston and, and El- Idris Elba have other shit to do. Yeah. Vision... Uh, they could always reconstruct vision yeah especially with the girl from wakanda yeah so like I'm, i think he'll probably be back and then gamora we kind of see her uh in the soul stone so to speak like you mm-hmm. mentioned when mm-hmm. Thanos snaps his fingers so i feel like they have an avenue to bring gamora back sure. and i think they should because honestly her and Thanos scenes were my favorite in the movie i think yeah, Gamora's fantastic. They were fantastic but like, so at the end of the day if they bring everybody back and we only lose loki and himdall it is going to be a little bit of a disappointment. That's why I think there have to be deaths and sacrifices in the next movie. Because if they like ride the time stone all the way back and none of this matters, then why do the why why even have the movie? And like that would seriously yeah. anger me. But my my and like the thing too is like with my point is that like we saw at the end of Logan, like old man Logan dies in a way that Spoilers. like what spoiler for Logan? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, it's been out for two years. Yeah whatever logan dies right and you're just kind of like you're left with a of a a feeling of like wow like there's finally there's finally like a future right it's not with logan but it's with these new generation of x children and like it was done really well like why the fuck couldn't they have done that that? i think that's what will happen in four but i'm sick of the perpetual just they they (sighs) set up the like one last job because the only people left around are basically the original Avengers. And so it's going to be like one last job for our original team to undo what happened with Thanos. And I think in that process, they'll kill a bunch of them. And I think that then we'll have this new squad or focus more on the Guardians or whatever. But my question then becomes, 
what next? Like this was a, a t- essentially 10 year story arc that will end next year, uh, presumably with the conclusion of the Infinity War saga. And then it becomes what you set up another multi-year thing. You have another big bad. Do you just go back to individual storytelling? Like those are the kind of questions that I have about the future of the MCU is just, you know, you've done a really good job. They're like, this was great. I love this. Uh, but what happens next? And we'll have to wait yeah, and I see. I like, it's not unusual for comic books to have giant shifts and then go back to a status quo. As long as the characters change because of it. Like I think we'll see Downey Jr. change. We, we mentioned that mm-hmm. even if those people come back, it will have hopefully changed them in some way so that even if the lives aren't lost, the movie still has impact. Like yeah. that's, we got to hope the writers do stuff like that. I hope so. Um, what about the post credit scene? So the main story of the movie concludes, we get to our post credit scene, typical uh, classic Marvel. Yeah. Uh, you- where we see more people disappear and we see more of the effect of Thanos' actions on Earth itself with yep. people just disappearing including people flying helicopters etc and driving cars yeah uh and you're left with uh sam jackson we're left with fury and, and uh the girl from how i met your mother <laughs> yeah i always forget her character name. i don't know and they're just driving and they crash and there's no one in the car and yeah. she's like what who the fuck was driving that and then and sam jackson goes, is sam just jackson like grabs a pager i ain't feeling good <laughs> yeah motherfucker he drops a motherfucker he almost drops another yeah he grabs a pager, sends a message. He disappears. Pager drops to the ground. Zoom in. It says sending. And then it shows the Captain Marvel Brie, logo. Brie. Oh, Brie. So presumably. So the cat, what we know about the Captain Marvel movie is that it takes place in the 90s and that it is more of an origin, so to speak, for sure. Captain Marvel. So my money is on the Captain Marvel movie will be exactly that, an origin story for Captain Marvel. And then her movie's post credit scene will probably be her getting the message is my my. But like, why potential guess? Oh. Another theory that I heard from someone at work that I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, I love theories. Was the message was being sent into the past. Because it's Captain Beeper. Marvel. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then maybe the movie that she takes place in the 90s, she gets the message then and she can somehow warn them or do something to affect it. So it's a back in time beeper? Maybe. Throwback Thursday that beeper? A theory. That was a theory I heard that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, weird but either way captain marvel we know will absolutely play a big role in avengers but here's the problem with the after credit scene when he sends the beep to her yeah you're assuming that she's alive what if she was one of the half people that died on you know what if it was like message not delivered that would have been (laughs) fucking awesome it's like (laughs) oh there you go yeah uh (laughs) i just i don't want to be like that guy who's like doom and gloom but i just want I don't know. I just want something bad to happen. Yeah. Like this was bad, but it was like, well, well, we're going to uh, reverse it somehow. Wait. I think you got to wait for the next one. I, here's the other thing that is weird. So we've talked about the movie itself. Now we talked about our predictions for Infinity War or whatever the next one's going to be Avengers called. Avengers 4 or whatever In it's called. In the meantime, time, we yeah. have two other movies at least, I think. I think maybe just the two, which is the Captain Marvel movie, which we just talked about. Sure. But the next movie. Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the Wasp. So this is what's confusing to me is we just how can I care about the wacky antics of Ant-Man when we fucking just lost half our team? Because I'd watch like, any Paul Rudd movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I'll watch it and love it because I love Ant-Man. But like 
It seems a little weird. I mean, we'll see how they handle it, but it does seem a little weird to that, end on the heaviest possible note ever and like have people in tears, literally, myself included, yeah. and then be like, well, then I, we'll, we'll finish that story later. In the meantime... Now back to Ant-Man. Back and to Paul Ant-Man. Rudd's like, I'm going to eat cupcakes in my underwear. Like, Ooh. how are they going to... Like, are they going to address it? Does this movie take place before the events of Infinity War, maybe? Like... Could be their after it seems credit like a scene. Weird choice. It just seems like a real yeah. weird choice. Yep. And uh, I'm afraid that it's it's. I don't know. I'm curious how that's going to play. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but enough about the story itself. Let's get into. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. What do you want to talk about? What'd you like? What moments? What stood out? Uh, <clears throat> I loved um, Josh Brolin as Thanos. Did a fantastic job. Yep. The, agreed. The CGI with him was was really good um there was that emotional side to him that i wasn't expecting that really drove home the fact about the um sacrifice yep. which i thought was fantastic oh can i pause on that for a second sure you can speaking of thanos's plan yeah so i read an interesting article which was <laughs> does thanos plan make sense because i've talked to a lot of people who were like you know what he had some good points uh and so i was reading up on it yeah uh in a Food way he mentions food a lot, but like you know, yeah, uh, they're like not finite being resources, finite food, yeah. is the people on your planet now have full bellies, all that, yeah. Line. Uh, from a food standpoint, from the article I read, which they interviewed some like experts, uh, wouldn't matter because if you're you're also losing half of your food production population in that process, like if you're losing half the universe, it includes people that help produce food, so that Who would, it that would end up staying Jeff the same, Bezos? it would end up staying the same. I, but, but but from an environmental standpoint, sure. it would absolutely make sense. That oh my if you god! Knock out half the people because sure. like the other part of the article that I thought was interesting was written by based, Al Gore. <laughs> no, but based on uh, our consumption of resources currently and like and population on Earth, in order to be sustainable, we would need sure. one point seven Earths. Let's move <laughs> to a different to topic because this is a superhero movie, and I don't think the writers were like, "Oh, let's you know talk to industry hey, I'm experts." I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Whatever. I thought it was an interesting. Um, Anyways, I thought he was really well done. I thought the um like the the misfit um story arc with um Star Lord. Yep. With Tony, yep. with Peter Parker, and Doctor Strange was Titan. fucking yeah. awesome. I thought yep. it was really well done. I thought, again, Peter Parker, I, I, that was one of the best castings they've ever done. Oh, yeah, having, sure. um I forget his name. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, the uh, Spider-Man. Um, they gave a lot, a lot of screen time to Thor following up with Ragnarok. Like he, yeah. That was a huge movie for the MCU. And then to follow up with basically almost half the movie following him yep. was big. But I think the relationship between him and Rocket Raccoon yeah. and the fact that he used to call him Rabbit the entire movie <laughs> yeah. was fucking hysterical. That being said, though, the whole thing of Peter Dinklage being yep. a dwarf giant on a star planet was like, yeah. Yeah. Craig's yep. giving me this look like, what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I thought that was really odd. But the dick drop that happens, what's his new hammer called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. Dude. Yeah. When he comes in and starts murking people, I was like, <laughs> yeah. There was people like screaming in oh, the audience. Oh, yeah. We were going nuts. He throws it through Thanos. Yeah. And then Thanos like, should I aim for my head? Yeah. He, bitch. when he comes down and he just jumps in the air and is like, bring me Thanos. And then brings it down. He's yeah. like, wrecking Dude, it with it shit. Oh, my God. It was really good. Dope. Yeah. Um, but they gave him a lot of screen time to him, which I thought was really odd. Um, and then. 
I feel like the Steve Rogers, like that whole thing was kind of convoluted and kind of thrown together. Which part? It was like his story with him and Vision. I don't know. And then going to Wakanda and then Bucky's there and Bucky's got a new arm. Yeah, you knew that. I predicted. I know. We yeah, yeah, yeah. To our Black I, just, Panther episode here. I know they had to fit that. a lot into it and I know they had to do it spanning a whole bunch of universes with a whole bunch oh, of characters. Yeah. The scope of the of the job they had to do and it's the, massive. the fact they came together as well as it did. I just feel like a lot of part incredible. like I, I feel like some parts were messy and could have they cleaned it up in sacrificing those characters screen times. That's it. Well, I think they did a good job in terms of getting everybody character service, giving everybody at least a moment sure. to shine by grouping them together versus trying to have like they had like basically three main like stories yeah. happening they were cutting between and they kind of grouped everybody and they did fun interesting pairings like you talked about uh titan so like my major takeaways uh i agree this stuff on titan was great the fight on titan with thanos was the highlight to me by far they like, were so creative yep. so interesting the use of the gems the use of dr strange's powers it was so, like the combination awesome. of everybody's powers like throwing steps for star lord to jump on like just yeah. genius choreography for yeah. that fight. It was great. Loved it. I wish, and I wish, so the children of Thanos are super powerful, including Squidward, right? Yeah. I wish they, so at the end of the movie, right, they, they have all like the beast humanoid things that they fight. Yes. So. In Wakanda. In Wakanda. Like, my uh, hope was things. it wouldn't be another one of those like eight versus a million thing like they did in Ultron and they did in the original Avengers movie. Yep. Like these children were so powerful. It should have been like a melee of like five Avengers versus one of those children yep. and had a sick choreographic fight that intertwined all of them yep. rather than just having like the typical like giant explosions, giant yeah. explosions no, and, and stuff like that. The Russo brothers made their bones on hand to hand fight choreography in civil war and in winter soldier yeah and they do it again with the fight on titan which is incredible uh but the wakanda fight is the same thing we've seen in avengers one and two where there's super powerful people uh to fight our super powerful heroes yep. and then there's a humanoid size army uh to fight our more human-like like it gives them something to do yeah uh and so we saw it with the robots in ultron we saw it with the aliens in the first avengers uh, first avengers didn't mind me as didn't mind as much because it was new and yeah. the novelty of it was incredible yeah, yeah. but we've we've seen that play out so having these random reptiles as the the army of choice like, to where fight these them come from is like yeah yeah a little silly the fight itself was fine but i was just sick of that template no the best um, part of the fight is when when they throw the daughter up into the oh, into combine the, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. gets fucking, fucking just dope. blasted. Um, I wish there was a little more cap. That was like one of my well, that's bummers. Because but we'll see him in the next one. You have a poster next to your bed. <laughs> Not true. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's above. It's actually on the ceiling. <laughs> uh, I agree. I actually wrote a note saying we could have cut some of the Peter Dinklage stuff. So like the movie is paced so well that it didn't. I didn't. It didn't matter as much. If I was going to make cuts to get it down closer to two hours, get the fuck out of it there. would be the Peter Dinklage stuff, which I love him. Don't get me wrong. And he's got a couple good laugh lines, but that creation of the weapon just takes too long. Um, like the, he could just go there and get the weapon. I don't know. I don't know how you cut it down, but you don't need like eight different segments of cutting back to them in every single part of the process to create the yeah. weapon. Do it in one shot, get yeah. the weapon and move on. But um, it was kind of cool how Groot was like a moody teen through the whole thing and yeah, then uses his arm to, to create the, the handle. handle but like how cool. do you not have the handle ready to go anyway uh 
there is also a little inconsistency with that though because we see a post credit scene i believe it was guardians i don't remember which one but there's a post credit scene where thanos says if you want it i guess i'll do it myself and they show him putting the gauntlet on but in this movie, uh, yeah. it's clear that they the dwarfs made the gauntlet for him fairly recently in our movie timeline. So the fact that like three movies ago or yeah. four movies ago, he has the gauntlet is a little... Yeah, I think you need to assume, like especially with the casting of Brolin and him being an actual character, not just like an entity, like a, like a, yeah. like a doom. Like, I think that they... They, they kind just of change it up a little bit. It. It's a little weird because he, he, Dinklage says that Asgard is supposed to protect that forge. Yeah. And Asgard's been destroyed but asgard was just destroyed so literally so that must mean that he went from there to get the gauntlet so why four movies ago did they show him putting the gauntlet on it's like small like it's but whatever sure that's um, good that's a good thing a couple other small things um i did think one of the children of thoughts was like a little overpowered squidward yeah that was a, a little much he was kind of um, cool, though. He was cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he was, like, super powerful. So, the way he died, which was clever, seemed a little off to me. Oh, I feel I like thought he that could have great. avoided that death. But Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Fuck him. Uh, also, this is, like, super nitpicky. And there's sure. going to be flaws of logic in every action movie. Yeah. But they show, in the first fight in the park, they use Doctor Strange portals. Mm-hmm. And it's clear, I think in Doctor Strange also they kind of do this. And in this movie they do it where if a portal closes on something, it destroys it. It sure. like severs the guy's hand off, right? Yeah, they it's did kind that of a funny in this moment. movie. Yeah, they yeah. do that in this movie. They cut off the guy's hand with the portal. Yeah. So why wouldn't they just put a portal around Thanos' arm and cut the gauntlet off? Follow-up question. When Thor's going at him with the Stormbreaker axe, why doesn't he cut his arm off that has the gauntlet on it? Just saying. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. You got other options. I mean, you're, uh, uh, they like set up that like these portals can cut things off, but they don't cut well, off. Well, I mean, like if you want to go a step further, and this is like the the the, the ludicrousy of of these movies is that Tony Stark is a fucking robot man. He's got lasers like coming out of every fucking orifice. <laughs> Couldn't he just been like, I'm gonna laser chop your fucking arm off? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a small thing, but. None of that bothered me while you're watching it. And that's the point. The movie does such a good job that you don't stop to think about. Yeah. The old sleight of, of hand, you know? Yeah, exactly. So fuck them. Um, uh, trying to think of any other notes. Yeah. No, I lot. mean, like I'm, 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 it, it was good. It was, it was well paced. I think the, the, the fact that they built that Thanos was done by Josh Brolin and was done really well was the highlight of the movie yep. you know like that was they rested a lot on that and he did a fantastic job i can't wait to see what he does as cable in deadpool, oh, deadpool 2 yeah. they showed the did you watch the trailer for it yet no i've been avoiding trailers in general oh well it was funny uh how much do you think this culmination yeah hurts the prospect of future standalone movies and what i mean by that is like when i saw the first avengers mm -hmm. i thought to myself this is incredible. All these people are coming together. This is amazing. How can I go back to watching like a movie of just Iron Man? You know what I mean? Like seeing them all interact, seeing them all work together. I was like, this is amazing. I can't go back to single movies. Luckily, the individual movies, even though they're individual movies, still had characters jump in and out. And so like, sure. they did a good job taking care of that. But I wonder after something like this with as big as this movie is, mm. which is this fucking this huge movie. Yeah. And, and it plays as the most important thing that's ever happened. 
Is it going to be hard to go back to being to, to just watching a solo movie of? Well, I think it Thor? goes. I think it just goes back to like where your allegiances lie, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're a Captain America diehard fan. Like you're always going to watch. You're always going to watch Captain America movies. True. I'm a big fan of Iron Man. Like I'll probably watch. I think Iron Man one is such a great movie. I watch every time it's on. So like I'll I'll watch another Iron Man movie. I think and the same thing with DCU, right? Like. That was horrible. I mean, Justice League was horrible, <laughs> yeah, right? Not good. But like, I would watch every standalone Batman movie that ever comes out. Doesn't matter who directs it or what's happening. Because yeah. I want to watch a Batman movie. That's fair. But like, I think it just all depends. They're going to play it to their allegiances and they're going to play it to, unfortunately, at the end of the day, what's going to get the most money. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. Uh, one last thing I'll say that we uh, we didn't touch on. We touched on the CGI being amazing, but uh, the movie in general is gorgeous. Uh, I know off air we were talking about some of the locations that they build yeah including uh for me uh vormir where the soul stone is yeah just the design of the planet and all the places they go in this movie is just outstanding. oh yeah a little cameo from uh red skull yeah red skull shut up our audience went nuts for that can you fill in the blanks on how he got there i didn't really get that and he was like this floating entity before he landed on the ground and then walked them up like skyrim style to the top where the dragons are like (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? How did he get there? How did he die at the end of Captain America 1? I don't remember. I was trying to think of that. I think he finally holds the Tesseract and blows up. I don't remember exactly, to be yeah, honest with I you. Just found it. But I think it was stone related, which is why this Or it was happens. one of those very specific comic book things that people who are like really into the comics yeah, were like, yeah. yes, that happened in that one thing. Yeah. And I was I just I don't like, remember. I think the Tesseract killed him. Uh, so, aka one of the stones killed him. Yeah. The space stone. So, yeah, they don't, they try to fill in the blanks through exposition where he just says, I was hunting the stones once. I even got a but, hold of one. But the cool thing now is I'm they, they set him up as like this grim reaper, which yeah, basically cool. is what it is. Like you have to sacrifice someone in front of him to get the stone, yeah. which I thought was like, fuck, that was crazy. Oh yeah. I thought that whole scene was great. I thought it was cool. Uh, I thought the red, the fact that it was red skull, even though they could have just made like a faceless grim reaper. Yeah. The fact they made a red skull and like kind of forced it into work in continuity. Yeah. It was a little silly and, and definitely fan service. Sure. But like, why not? I thought it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. fuck it, why not? Yeah. Uh, another another good, yeah. good little addition. Yeah, so like, uh, I I think they've they've obviously set the bar once again for for crossover movies, right? Oh, yeah. Like they they made Justice League look silly, right? Just no. straight up yeah, silly. Which, yeah, it already did, and now it looks even yeah. more so pales in comparison. Um, and I think they've they they really have found their rhythm and what makes an MCU movie an MCU movie. Um, I'm excited to see what happens in DC's response to this because they still have not really found their flow or their flavor. They're yeah. really their Aquaman, thing. I think is due this year, maybe yeah. or still in post. And then I think I Wonder know. Woman two is in is shooting right now. Or Which Wonder Woman is the only one they got nailed down? That's, it was a great movie. That's the only one they you figured know out. Yeah. So I'm excited, Bill. I thank you for your time today. We went through a lot of different things. Um, yeah, a lot to talk about when you're talking about a, a three-hour movie, especially one that subverts your expectations when it comes to these movies by not having a tidy ending. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes with Avengers four, and that will obviously uh, affect quite a bit our reflections on on this one. But in the moment, I think neither of us can deny how enjoyable this movie was to watch. Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It.